Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, hello and welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm going to be open and honest. I've had a hell of a week. Um, the better half, she uh, took a tumble over the weekend, uh, badly broke her lower leg into her ankle. And to be honest, it's been a bit of a schmozzle the last few days. I'm a stay-at-home dad trying to do a, a little bit of work here and there. And uh, this podcast, I thought, is a necessity that I'd love to, to get out there, not just because of the fact it's the podcast that we do every week, but it's a big podcast because... It's Australian Cup night at the Meadows Saturday night. The support card is enormous, and I thought there would be one man I can get in, have a chat to him, and find out everything about the Meadows. And you know who it is. It's the co-host of the show, Corey Smith. Smithy, how are you, mate? Can you lift me? Going, going very, very well, Jim. It's, uh, I reckon you might have undersold your better half there. I reckon she's a much, much better half. But, uh, no, we're sending our love to, uh, to her and hopefully she recovers nice and quickly and to the young fella as well who uh, I know is probably taking it pretty hard but uh, as you said it's a pretty big uh, pretty big race meeting this weekend. Yeah I just wanted to touch on the little incident that uh, that did happen with the uh, the much much better half as as we call it and a little bit of a content warning it was the pet dog um, just in case you don't like the, the nitty gritties we have a security camera at the front that sort of goes toward the driveway which is where she took the tumble and we have a uh, a pet golden retriever who launched off the uh, the garden bed straight underneath of Chloe's feet. Um, we sort of believe that she um, she broke the bones in her lower foot at that point of impact, and then when she hit the ground, she then dislocated her foot into the wrong direction. So it was almost like that that Nathan Brown incident where you you just almost can't look at it because it's just so bad. And I was actually calling the meeting at Hillsville at the time, or about to, and. Um, then got the call from the neighbour that uh, that everything had gone pear-shaped at home. And I will say, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this is because when you, you take on the job of um, the stay-at-home mum, I guess you could call it, Smithy, it's a bloody hell of a lot harder than I thought it ever was. I can imagine, mate. I, I'm flat out just looking after myself and my retired dog. So, uh, yeah, no, can't imagine, but uh, sending our love to Chloe and fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll tell you a little story too about, I uh, know I'm continuing on about this a little bit, um, but it is just, sort of taking up my life at the moment. But um, the one positive was I happened to go in to the hospital to, to see Chloe over the last two days and met this lovely lady in the bed next door named Margaret. Um, and I've got to, to chatting to her over the last, oh, probably last 48 hours or so. And I even offered her a donut, which she accepted um, the other day when I brought a couple in for Chloe. Actually, Ashley Terry sent a few in for Chloe, I should be honest. Um, she's a listener of the show. So anyways, the story goes on. I start chatting to this lady more and more. And then she goes, oh, what do you do for a job? And I said, oh, look, racing broadcasting. She goes, are you kidding me? She goes, um, my grandson is Matt Johnson, who had Poise and Cybertruck and all of these greyhounds. So we've, uh, we've got to talking. And then today she said, I actually used to work at a solicitor's office um, and the uh, the great Bill Collins was a, a client back in the, the day and she said, one day I spoke to Bill and I, I can't guarantee this is true, but this is what she told me and I'm just forwarding it on. She said to Bill Collins, the great accurate one, Bill Collins, um, how, how did you learn to call? Have you ever heard the story? I don't know if this is true, but this story, Smithy, about matchsticks? No, I haven't, mate, no. Apparently, what he used to do, this is obviously many, many moons ago, is he'd wait for a rainy day, he'd colour in eight different matchsticks, and he'd let them go either in a drain or in a pipe, and the water would then 
push the, the eight matchsticks in different directions or at different speeds, and he'd then commentate the matchsticks going through the water. And I, I just found that absolutely extraordinary. Obviously, my way in was, was through commentating a, a PlayStation game, but I guess back in that era, there was no such thing. So I found that extraordinary. I wanted to mention that to the... Uh, the lovely listeners and, and viewers of the, the podcast, vodcast that we are now, Smithy. I'm not sure if it's great stuff, but I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. Maybe it's because I'm a race caller myself. No, I reckon that's cool. Eh? It's, it goes to show how small the world is. Oh. You're always, uh, I think they call it, what, six degrees of separation or something. Something along those lines are probably probably uh, mucked that up. But uh, no, everyone's got a story about someone that you know just about, and especially in an industry like ours, which is uh, a relatively small one. Yeah, like you're saying, uh, it's a little bit like that, or, or every greyhound must be the same when they walk past each other, like, oh, we're literally all related, because every single greyhound traces back, I reckon, to Tim Lee here in Victoria, or most um, have Tim Lee in the bloodlines. But let's move on. Let's get this show back to a bit of normality. Run of the week. Run of the week time and baby JC's who we went with here. Uh, Smithy came to me when the podcast was about to begin and he said, oh, I love the run of baby JC last week. Here it is. Set. They're off. Baby JC out like a jet. She's going to cross for fun and lead by length and a half. Titan Blazer tracks her over to second through that first corner. And the reserve Fred Rose with clean air up to third. There by four then to Whitley Bale who told Shorty from Kai Bale. Cash it in and Fab's Vegetable last down the back. Baby JC trucking along a length and a half. Titan Blazer who cuts the margin to a length and a quarter. They're clear to Fred Rose and Whitley Bale. Baby JC lifting. She kicks around the home corner. Beats off Titan Blazer. Baby JC into the Oscar. So she's into the Oz Cup, baby JC, but again, she draws a sticky wide alley, uh, Smithy, but 505, 17.63, 29.69. If she does that, uh, she is going to be a contender in the final, even though she's got the tough draw to deal with. Yeah, exactly right. I, I just love this greyhound. She's in great form, I think. Yeah, I up. Bob Douglas has done a wonderful job with her. She's just had a really nice campaign and been luck. She was luckless with the box draw in the team lane and looks luckless in the Australian Cup as well uh, from that draw. But we'll get into that later. But yeah, she was absolutely enormous last week and the fastest heat winner. She was indeed. Uh, the other one that I was almost going to make run of the week was Victor Damien. I've, I've been just taken by this dog. But again, he's drawn sticky in the final. Let's move on now. Saturday's preview. All right, preview time for this Saturday night meeting. Uh, let's get through these. Race one, sports bet, bet with mates. We'll kick off with the opener. I'm going to be honest, Smithy, with everything that's been going on uh, in my household, I haven't done a lot of form for this meeting, but sometimes that can be a good thing and I can tip a whole heap of winners. So I'll kick it off with wheel and go in race one. I thought was disappointing two starts ago, but from what I called um, last time behind Dirt Farmer, I think I said in the run it was just a complete forgive run last week and, and should be ready to bounce back. Yeah, it's a greyhound that I probably struggled to catch a bit, even though he does have such a good record and he's a high-quality greyhound. Um, I'm probably leaning towards wheel and go, but I'm a little bit worried if commission comes across uh, with that early speed as well. He could get himself into a bit of an awkward position. So a very, very low-confidence race for me. Low-confidence race the second. Um, I'm sort of leaning to master the art, but I think majority of this field won't run out the strong 700 and, and maybe one that will... A Zylan Bale or maybe a Jimmy Intention to thump home at the end, but um, they're probably just a shade out of form. So I'm sort of, at this stage, going to go with Master the Yard. He's probably the one on the up, but I think Zylan Bale might be the each-way play in the race number seven. 
Um, definitely leaning towards master the art in this one. The vacant box to the inside will help slow beginner in too. So if he finds the top, he'll be improved off his uh, last couple of 700-meter runs, and I think in this field he can win. I like Al's entity in the third race. Um, the collision Zara's entity pup, first two runs have just been so luckless. Has a big motor, obviously a bit green, still a bit to learn, but the draw's a challenge, but I'm willing to take the risk on number seven in race three. So I haven't seen any prices for this, but I'm imagining the 310 and black's going to be relatively short. Um, so I'm probably looking to play elsewhere, and I think I'll, I'll be going with Al's Entity and with American Queen. I reckon American Queen could be the real blowout chance. Has uh, got a much better draw on the weekend, and uh, yeah, I'll be backing both the two and the seven. Next race, the fourth, funny free-for-all. Scofflaw's already out. There's only five of the minute at this point in time, and Grace in shock. I'm, I'm a little bit shocked he's in a free-for-all over 500 metres. We've seen the best of him over further. Um, I'm with Who Told Shorty, but I think the winner will come from Who Told Shorty and Whitley Bale. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I'm leaning towards Who Told Shorty, who will have plenty of room off that uh, middle draw. Love this next race, the fifth, the country championship final. Uh, is this a brand new race, Smithy, or something that we've seen the last few years? No, no, we've seen it the last few years. I Aston thought so. Re- a couple of years ago uh, before he won the consolation last year. So, um, no, it's been around for a little while, and it's a, it's a cool concept, I think. Yeah, I like the idea. It's a little bit like the Provincial Plate Melbourne Cup time. I just The reason I asked if it was uh, ran in the years gone by, I just noticed there was a little bit of a post on sort of the trainers section of Fast Track a few weeks ago about the uh, the country championship, but obviously just uh, pushing uh, that particular series. Who wins it, mate? I, I thought this was an absolute raffle. I think Stealth has just drawn perfectly, loves the rail, um, a rocket beginner, and I think based on that, uh, will be hard to beat and will put himself into the action. The two runs off as well, so he is drawn very well, but there's class everywhere in this one. Yeah, this is, uh, as you said, it's an absolute raffle. I don't like sitting out of them, so I won't. I will lean to stealth on the inside, as you said. Absolutely perfectly drawn, was running over the shorter courses, back up to 520 at Geelong last start. The 500 metres, I think, is is the right journey for this greyhound. And I think uh, I think you'll be going well. But this, again, it's a very, very low confidence race because uh, just about any of them could win it and it wouldn't shock me. Fanabelle Superstayers, uh, Group 1 sports bet Fanabelle Superstayers, 100,000 to the winner, quarter in one, two Ariane Bale, three golden ratio, who I thought was big last week. Stagger Out Lee, who's suddenly a front-running stayer. Uh, box four, Golden Quest five, Aston Velvet six, Mapunga Ruby seven. Uh, Corborn Magic out in box number eight. The reserves are master the art. Ritzer Piper in that order. Um, interesting race. Speed map's interesting. I thought Corder would have speed. Golden Quest, Aston Velvet. And I think Ariane Bale's the one who's at worst sitting fourth. Um, and what she did last week, I'm leaning to her, Smithy, because I thought the run was outstanding. I feel she, she goes really well at the Meadows. Um, the only concern is Stagger at Lee. If she can keep lobbing the way she has in those last two races, I mean, she could just absolutely take staying racing by the scruff of the neck. And when I say that, she's won two Group 1s already. So, And she's done that coming from the, the rear of the field effectively, although the zoom top maybe not so. But, um, yeah, she's just beginning at the moment, Stagger Outley. I'm not sure what's happening there. Yeah, this oh, look. It's a it's a tough race. It's hard to hard to try and figure out. The speed map's interesting. I think the speeds in the two Michelle Malia runners in in Golden Quest and Aston Velvet. If one of them crosses and leads early, they're going to be a massive, massive show. I have a slight leaning towards Golden Quest, uh, just at the prices with 
in regards to the leaders. And as you said, you, you spoke about Stagger Out Lee. She's already won two group ones, but somehow still probably underrated in the market. This is one of the ones where the markets are out and get, you're getting $6 at the moment everywhere. And I think that's a decent price. The other one that I think will drift in the market. So if you're keen on um, maybe hold off his quarter, uh, down on the inside, he likes to use a bit of the track. So if he's one of the ones that can buy for that early lead and hold quite a few of these off, uh, he might be hard to beat. He just grinds away. He's a bit of a one-pacer. He doesn't have an electric turn of thought. He's not super quick early, not super strong in the run home, but just does things nicely throughout the the, uh, the whole race. So I think the way I'll be playing the race is probably back in quarter and stagger out lead, but I think quarter will get to a bigger price and I'll be very interested at uh, double figures, which I think we should get at some point. Mm, yeah, I think so. What about race seven? I'm with Jarek Bale. I think he's just a war horse, but um, Black Sail's the one who's in the now, I feel. He's at the peak of his powers, but drawn box five. Yeah, this is a cracker and as it should be, the cup night middle distance, but uh, Jarek Bale from the inside is just ridiculously hard to go against when he gets his way. And I think he does get his way here. Obviously, great guy, Black Sail. They're, they're greyhounds in form. Amron Dan, I've got a massive opinion of. But where does he get to in the run? But uh, Jarek Bale on top. The big one, race number eight, Sportsbet Australian Cup final. $300,000 to the winner. And I love the fact now they're paying fifth through to last as well because I think they put on a wonderful show. They deserve something even if they finish outside of the money. Box one, Captain Larry, two mortified. Three, Indy Fido. Four, Landon Bale. Five, Love As Bale. Box six, Fernando Mick. Victor Damien, I can't believe he's only had 12 starts. I feel like he's been around a lot longer than that. Baby JC, box eight. And interestingly enough, Daniel Gibbons with both reserves, Titan Blazer and Kelsey Bale. Where do we start? Um, I'm tipping Landon Bale. I think his speed map's in this good. I think the key is being underneath of Fernando Mick. I think he'll hold um, baby JC off the rail and and Victor Damien's going to play for luck. He could be the one that just misses a bit, the seven, and then just gets that that beautiful run right around the outside. But I've lent to Landon Bale as the runner to beat. I I think he just speed maps to be right on the pace. Um, I've put down Mortified as the danger and a close watch on Captain Larry and Victor Damien. So I'm effectively giving you half the field, Smithy, but that just shows you what type of Australian Cup this is. Yeah, it's a really interesting box draw. When we did the box draw, I asked Jace Adams who he thought was uh, the early winner on about 30 seconds notice, and he said mortified. And uh, I will be honest, I tipped on uh, Gareth Hall's show on radio, her at $34 all in. So and you I'd got like on. To, and you I'd got like on yourself, to... didn't you? I did, but I'd like to apologise to her connections because obviously can't <laughs> uh, win. But uh, no, I think I think from the draws, I'm I'm probably most keen on Landon Bale and Fernando Mix. Fernando Mix the key to the race for mine. Uh, Victor Damien, if they were doing one out races, Victor Damien's probably the quickest. Baby JC is just electric early, and she's getting stronger and stronger. They're the two class runners, but I just can't see them crossing. I think Fernando Mix is just going to hold his line, if not shift out a little bit. Landon Bale's going to have plenty of room to move. Um, with Indy Fido on the inside, not not bothering too much and Mortified does use a tiny little bit of the track early, but I think Landon Bale's got the perfect draw. Fernando mixed the class and I've obviously got that ticket on Mortified, but the one that I didn't mention, Captain Larry, he probably gets the mm. perfect run. He, he, he's got the perfect run. Whether he's up to the class of some of these, I'm uh, I'm not convinced as of yet, but he does have the perfect draw. Yeah, and I think he's, he's a greyhound that's building too, Captain Larry. Um, I, look, I should have tipped him higher up the order last week because he's run two starts to go outstanding. Race number nine thought this was a hard race, so I'm probably going to go with Bobby Axelrod, just hoping that he can bring what he did in a heat of the, uh, the Ballarat derby. That was outstanding three runs ago. 
yeah, no, I've, I've got a bit of an opinion of Bobby Axelrod. I think he's got ability. He just needs a little bit of luck early and uh, not caught too much pressure, which he may get from the five. So that decreases my confidence. But I, I definitely think he's the best dog in this one. Tell you what, the, the Australian Cup consolation could be um, one of the great Australian Cup fields, um, if it was. Amron Boy, Titan Blazer, Electrified Kelsey Bale, your hero Bale, Cheek, um, wow, she's fast. Revolution reserve scoff law. Wow, she's fast has been withdrawn. So that puts a spanner in the works for, for I guess it being such a, a great race. But still, it's an extraordinary field for a, a consolation. And, and and I'm going with Amron Boy. And oh, look, you probably sit back now and and you then get a chance to just really realise, I guess, how many good dogs ran second last week in those heats. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it, this race probably sets up for Amron Boy. I think everyone. Uh, we'll probably be tipping him from the inside drawer. It's exactly where he wants to be. Titan Blazer has that really good mid-race pace um, and turn of foot, so could give him a bit of curry early, and Electrified wants to get over to the fence as well. So it's it's not the perfect draw, even though he does have box one, but uh, look, he's, he's the class runner, and I was tipping him in Australian Cup heat, thinking he'd go all the way and win the Australian Cup, and when he comes up with box one in the consolation, it's hard to go past him. Yeah, I think he's one of the better bets of the night because he's got the plum draw. Race 11 is my best bet of the night. Number two, Gary Stun on uh, one impressively two starts ago. Probably a little bit hard to catch, but I think the red's going to lead. He's just going to truck up behind the pace, and Queen of Scotch in four does like to use a bit of the track, and the three's a slow beginner, so I think his speed map's good, number two. Jim, great minds, great minds. Great minds. Oh, tell me, tell Harry me. Harry on is my clear and utter <laughs> best night. So, the four Queen, four Queen of Scotch, I uh, listened to, to your chat with Lisa Rasmussen last week. She uses a fair bit of the track. Gary Stunon mm. was was uh, absolutely sizzling a couple of starts ago before he went to Shepparton and I think tried to qualify for that country championship group three. Um, I think back up to the 500, we've seen him over 600. He's nice and strong. This is the perfect draw for him. I think Hilltop Jack from out wide will uh, be prominent in the market as well. So I think we'll be getting a decent price for Gary Stun on anything over $2.50 and I am on. Yeah, nice. No, I reckon you'll get three fifty-four dollars um, would be about the price. Gamble responsibly, of course, and never gamble more than you can afford to lose. And if you are doing that, uh, hit the gambler's help. That's my advice and the podcast advice as well. Race number 12 is my other best bet of the night. Uh, Quinlan Bale, I think he is just beautifully placed in a grade five heat. You sort of wonder how you can run fourth in an Oz Cup and, and still be a grade five at that track, but that's uh, in an Oz Cup heat. But that just shows the... Uh, the the plat that I guess the placement of uh, of Quinlan Bale and I think you'll get the job done here. Yeah, he's definitely going to be hard to beat. I don't think the the wide draw is much of an issue. He's a big boy, like likes to uh, accelerate off the mat. So I think uh, I think box seven suits. The other one that I could entertain a uh, couple of dollars on would be Lornet Express from box three. I keep tipping it. And it's uh, one for me a couple of times, and I still think it's uh, it hasn't got quite got to the bottom of its ability yet. <laughs> Punters Punting Club. All right, mate. The Punters Punting Club. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, what was I going to go? $15 each way, Gary Stun on. $10 each way, Quinlan Bale, which I probably should just go 20 the nose because he may be a bit short the place. But um, we'll see what plays out with those two. Smithy, as I said earlier, mate, gamble responsibly. Uh, what are you going with, mate, with the uh, the $50, uh, the Punters Punting Club? The fake money. It's going to have. I'm not going to muck around, mate. I'm not going to mess with your spreadsheet. I'm going to have $50 to win on Gary Stun on in race number 11. Yeah, I love it when you bring a bit of swagger, a bit of confidence. Uh, good luck with Saturday night, mate. Uh, it's a massive night for the club. And, look, I, I think you'd have to be tickled pink with uh, the field assembled for the Australian Cup and the consolation. So we're in for a big one.
Yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker. So hopefully everyone can get out there. I think we're just about sold out of dining packages, but uh, free entry. So everyone come along. We've got some kids entertainment and uh, food trucks and all that sort of stuff. So it should be an absolute ripper. Unmissable. See you next time, mate. Thanks, mate. Inside Info. Well, with everything that's been going on uh, in my backyard, I thought with this podcast, we've got to put it together and uh, and just have it as a reliable podcast. And I thought, well, when it's going to be reliable, I need one person on the pod, and that is Lisa Delbridge, uh, part of the family, pretty much the host of the show now. Lisa, how are you going this week? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks, James. Hey, it's good to have you on. You know why? Because every time lately there's a big race on, um, the Delbridge Kennels seem to have a, a pretty key pillar in the race, and the Australian Cup this week, absolutely no different. I've, I've tipped Landon Bale on top box number four and um, you're hoping to do the, the Melbourne Cup Australian Cup double. Can you believe that? Oh, it would be nice if it had come off, wouldn't it? Um, you know, I mean, he's in there. There's, it's a big race, good dogs, a lot of pace. It's um, going to be interesting to the first turn. I tell you what, I went through Landon Bale's form um, four starts ago, one at Sandown, 29.30, absolutely outstanding. 4.99 to the first peg. He then went to Launceston. I think he just didn't handle the track. Um, he comes back. He had no luck as well from box five. He comes back to Sandown. Um, that 29.43 run, I think, was a genuine 29.20 run. He went 5.01 early. Track didn't seem to me to be overly quick. So I'm assuming that would have given you a whole heap of confidence going into the uh, the Australian Cup series after that. Yeah, it did, it, um, and everything relied on the box draw. And when you come up with the pink, Mark goes, "Oh God, you won't get across from there." And but I mean, he is a he's a good race dog. He he knows what he has to do. He knows how to get the job done. One thing I noticed um, the other day was he's not as weak as people may think. Um, he he probably got a little bit of a, a tag, I guess, as that front running sprinter, but. Kelsey Bale almost had him on the home corner, and if anything, the last 50 metres, he, he safely held her at bay, and I'm assuming that would give you a little bit more added confidence going into this week. Yeah, it does. I mean, from the finish line to um, the second split down the back, that's where he puts his space on him and, and opens the race right up for himself. But when he's in front, he's very hard to run down um, dogs to come from behind to, to get him. I mean... Amron Boy and Amron Dan did in the the Silver Chief, but they're just um, Amron Boy is just a, a superstar. Mm. But um, you know your you know your middle sort of dogs. Yeah, he's hard to get to run down when he's in front. What do you make of the draw box four? Do you, you you'd probably be more happy with four than you are in box eight in the heat. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, well, as Jan said, four's our lucky number because um, yeah, she yeah. won out of the four. In the Melbourne Cup and Zipping Rambo won four out in the Sandown Cup. Donna Dean won another four out of the Rookie Rebel. <laughs> um, Jan and Paul were married on the fourth of the fourth. So, so he's immoral. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, che- I'm channeling number four. I'm just channeling yeah. number four. What about, what about box one for Jarek Bale? I, look, we probably don't even really need to speak too much about him. He's just an absolute marvel, this dog. Goes around race seven, drawn the cherry, uh, third run back from a an injury and look, it looks on paper that he's he's just come back as well as he almost was. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge run in the Rookie Rebel. He was, he was underdone, um, and not in fitness, but in race fitness. Like, he'd had 
um, two trials, which um, if people knew that one was a box-to-box at Meadows and a 450 at Ballarat, and um, to come out and run like he did in the Rookie Rebel, we were just absolutely stoked. Um, he was unlucky on Sunday at Sandown, which is still a huge run in. I think he was last at one stage and, and rattled home for third. So um, he's drawn where he, he, he likes to be, so he'll be up there um, giving it his right go. Hey, who's the, the best of the five runners from the Delbridge Kennel? You've got uh, Zipping Crusader, Whitley Bale, Jarek Bale, Landon Bale, Impressed Browning. I know you'd probably only want one of them to win, uh, Landon Bale, but uh, do you have one yeah. as the, the most likely to win? Um, I'd say Jarek Bale, I'm fingers crossed, because um, the old war horse. So, um, he's, I mean, his box where he likes to be and... Um, you know, he's got those couple of 600s under his belt now. So, um, yeah, he, he'd be the one. Are you the gift that keeps giving on this podcast? The last few times you've given us uh, something to follow and uh, my bank account's a bit low after what happened to the, the better half. I'm going to have a decent ambulance bill. So can you can you give me one that I can follow? Gamble responsibly, of course, but maybe make a few dollars on over the next couple of months, Lise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, well, that's a tough one. Um, it was a sort of little spring tune. She goes okay. Um, she, actually, she was first at Ballarat, ran second. But um, another one that's um, spring blessing. She won yesterday at uh, Warrigal. Um, she's just a young young one with um, mild owns, and um, she's been putting things together. So she might be one to follow. Hey, let's just worry about getting Landon Bale home in the Australian Cup. We'll start there and continue on from there. Good on you, Lise. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks, James. Inside Info. All right, the second Inside Info for the night. Danny Gibbons, another, I guess, royal member of the family. He's been good enough to jump on the pod. Uh, Danny, boy, uh, exciting week, mate. You're looking forward to Saturday night? Yeah, I am. I'm pr- pretty stoked that we got in, but, um, yeah, hopefully she can get up. Uh, you've uh, you've got one in the the big dance when it comes to the uh, the Fanabale Superstars. Now the reason I've got you on the podcast is I just wanted to check up everything's good with Ariane Bale. I've I've tipped her on top. I look, I find her sometimes hard to catch, but I think she's she's got a big race win in her like this race that she's in on Saturday night. And I, I thought her heat win last week was was Ariane Bale at her best. Well, I liked her, to be honest with you, up until about 30 seconds ago when you just told me that you tipped her. <laughs> I've actually figured out that she has never won a race when you've tipped no, her. No, I know that. Trust me, mate. I, <laughs> and then when you don't tip her, she gets up. So can you change your tip? Well, I can tip something else, mate, but you might have to sling me a 50 to do so. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I reckon she's a big chance in this. So have you had much of a look at the race? Quarter's got speed, Golden Quest, Aston Velvet, they're the front runners. And I, I just can't see her getting any further back than fourth in the run through the first corner. And I think if she's... Look, she could even lead the race on what she did last week, and if she does that, she's going to be very, very hard to hold out. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I can't see her leading the race. Last week is the first time she's ever jumped mm-hmm. in her life, and I, I don't know what I did when I put her in the boxes, but I, I can't see her coming out like that again. But I, I'm kind of hoping she kind of comes out just behind Quarter because Quarter will run straight off the track, and she loves to be on the rail. Yeah. So I think she's boxed perfectly, but whether she puts in a 
top effort like she can or she puts in an effort like you've backed her, then we, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it for a while, mate. There is, there is literally well, there is two Ariane Bales and I always get the wrong one. But um, I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon last week the reason she came out the way she did is I marked Moraine Susie the best bet of the meeting. So not only did I tip against your girl, I actually made something in the race the best bet and then and then look what Ariane Bale uh, did and and that's just that's just her though she has got a huge motor you, you obviously said box two is going to suit and if quarter does lead ping push to the outside Ariane Bale gets the room where, where do you need to be in the run do you reckon you'd, you'd like to try and take the lead with a lap to go or are you happy to, happy to sit sort of leaders back and try and run down to maybe an Aston Velvet or a Golden Quest no I reckon she could probably run those two down but yeah I, I'd like to see her in front to be honest with you I think she does her best running when she's in front and I I think the only dog that would probably catch her if she was in front was Stagger Out Lee, to be honest with you. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I, I'd be happy just to see her get across the finish line in first place, mate. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm, that's the name of the game. <laughs> what about the Australian Cup? I, oh, mate, I'm, I'm interviewing you because you've got the two reserves in that, Titan Blazer, Kelsey Bell. I don't reckon there'd be too many trainers that can sit there and say, look, it's not a, a great... Um, a great thing, but you've got the the two reserves in the Australian Cup. Um, I, I don't reckon there would have been too many trainers that have had both reserves in a, in an in an Australian Cup at, at any time. Yeah, it, it, it's all right, but it, it it does suck. Like knowing that Titan was, I think he was the fourth quickest time of the whole yeah. night. So the the fact that he misses out, it, it does suck. But yeah, we were proud of them both where, where they where they've gone and. Fingers crossed somebody scratches, but I can't see it happening because the consolation race, I think, is harder, just as hard as the Australian Cup. I tell you what, I, I just spoke to, uh, about exactly that, I think, to uh, to Corey Smith not too long ago. I said, this is an Australian Cup field. Um, while she's fast has been scratched, I'm not sure if you, you knew that, um, so she's out of the consolation. But um, even still, Amron Boy, Titan Blazer, Electrified, Kelsey Bell, your hero, Bell Cheek, Revolution, and now Scofflaw, who'll get a run at this stage from Box 7, um, replacing where she's fast. You, you are right. Look, you've got three of the eight, um, but that that is a Group 1 class of field. Oh, for sure, I reckon it is. It's not far off the Tam Lee as well, I don't reckon. Mm. Who, do you, who do you rate as the best in that? You've got three in it, so surely you can give me something here, Gibby. Gibby? Um, I've, I've had a little word to Titan, yeah. and I've told Titan he just needs to jump and get in front of Amron Boy so that Kelsey can sneak uh-huh. up around the outside. So you're using one as a pace setter, is that right? The tempo setter? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Amron Boy is going to be very, very hard mm. to beat if he gets a clear run, but I'll just... I'll just, I'll just be happy for them both to put in another run like they did last week. Yeah, what about uh, what about Farlap in the last? I've marked him my best bet of the night, so not to put you under any pressure at all. Um, I've tipped Ariane Bale. I think, um, who did I tip in the... I'm just going back to that uh, consolation. I'm just having a look. Um, I tipped Amron Boys, so you probably will win that race now. But whenever I go <laughs> yeah, against you, you win. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, Quinlan Bale, though, the, uh, the Marvel. Farlap, he's a, he's a speed machine, and I think... Uh, He's, I'm still trying to work out, mate, how he's fifth grade eligible in town. Um, he's such a, a good dog. I think he's beautifully placed here. Yeah, it's, uh, he hasn't really shown that he can get the 500 really strong yet. That's the reason why I think he's still grade five. He's more of like a 480 metre dog, if I'm honest. But I think I think if he can get into the lead, and he should get a big enough lead in that field to kind of hold him off a little bit, I think. 
Well, good luck, mate, with everything moving forward. You're part of the family here on the podcast. You've got the two reserves in the Australian Cup. Who knows what might happen over the next three days, but one thing's for sure, Ariane Bale will be uh, very, very hard to beat in that Fanta Bale Super Saiyan. So start with that one, mate, and, and who knows where the night might take you on Saturday night. All the best. No worries, buddy. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. It has been good fun. Uh, Looking forward to Saturday night. The nights don't get much bigger than this when it comes to Greyhound Racing. So batten down the hatches. A big storm is coming. It's the Australian Cup night of Greyhound Racing at the Meadows Saturday night. Until then, safe travelling and happy punting.